It's Destazapod, episode 146. We're still here. We're still alive. What a tremendously tumultuous time we find ourselves in. But let's focus on some good stuff here. I got some toy updates. Let's hop in. Okay, so a lot of moving parts going on in the business of Knights of Slice right now couple um, undefinable things. So you guys got to bear with me. There are going to be some dates that change and slip, but I'm going to give you the information as best as I have it as of today. Uh, so first up, general sort of Glios news, there's a Biomaster sale. Go support it. Support Pat, support Kathy, support those guys. There are some very cool creature combinations out there. I want you to go and I want you to make a purchase. We need to support all of the Glios creators and in a bigger picture, all the independent toy makers out there. So thank you for doing that. Second piece of news. The Patreon pre-order is now live for Street Radic. This is the first fully painted version of Radic. Patrons have an opportunity to pre-order this guy. He will be on public sale on Monday the 8th. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. I have a decent amount of inventory. I went a little heavy on it. Not quite Night Force Radic and Glow Radic numbers, but pretty substantially large quantities. People have not yet gotten a fully painted Radic. This is the sort of definitive version of Radic, I think, in, in some respects, although this is a character that will wear a lot of different guises and a lot of different costumes. Um... I love this character. I love this paint app. I think this is great. You guys are going to be very excited. Patrons have the opportunity to pick him up right now and see some pictures of him. Um, check Patreon for the post with the appropriate password to get you into that secret store. I cannot wait for him to show up and for you guys to start building with him. Um, I, my hope is he's in stock for a while. I have been proven wrong before by you animals, and I love it. Moving along, and I have to be a little bit cryptic here because this does not apply to everybody. Uh, for those $50 patrons, that little thing we talked about, that's now live. You can go back to the original post to find the information on where you proceed down this very special path. Um, just a couple of thoughts here. I never wanted a $50 tier of patrons. I wanted to keep Patreon just $5 and $25 tier. I didn't want to have these upper echelons, but a couple very stubborn, very determined people stayed at the $50 level after I deleted it. And uh, I got so many requests to have that upper echelon that I did, in fact, republish that tier. Um, I, it feels silly to me that anyone would want to pay me $50 a month to listen to my voice, but um, you guys have, have come in very clutch lately. Uh, it is a, a big source of revenue for me. It's allowed me to keep the lights on here. Um, and it's allowed me to move forward with tooling more and more items, of which you guys will see in short time. So uh, as a slight, small, modest thank you to those $50 patrons, that little secret post from a week ago. It's now live, so uh, dig in. So uh, the calendar is going to look something like this for June. And again, these dates will change. I may skip one of these events. Who the fuck knows? We're, we're going to see how it plays out. But uh, 
I'm pretty confident on Monday, June 8th, Street Radic will be public sale. So that I'm, I'm fairly sure of. You can look forward to that. What I would like to do is have the next three Mondays be sale days. And these are not particularly large sales with the exception of the last one. Um, and of course, look, all these details can change, but this is what this is where my thinking is today. Uh, the following Monday, June 15th, I don't want to say what it is, but it will be one or two items. There may be a Franken-slice component to it. A lot of this depends on what actually ends up arriving today and tomorrow from FedEx, so fingers crossed there. Then, if everything goes to plan, which shipping and logistics have not been going to plan lately, uh, on the 22nd, I would like to have the public offering for subsidy supply drop. I believe it's going to be all of the items not previously offered altogether, and I'm going to tell you why. And there's some good news and bad news. There's mostly bad news. Um, upon counting the revenue, the uh, sorry inventory that has arrived against pre-orders that are needed, and then my own obligations for collaborators, you know, people who help me out, I have to send samples of the work they've helped me with. There are two items that will not be offered to the public, and they will not be offered to Patreons at large. And I, I do apologize. This is the Death Vector Jump and Classic Mustard. There are not enough spare inventory of these characters to do either a Patreon pre-order or a public sale. And I do apologize. Uh, I would consider rerunning these figures in the future if, you know, people uh, are that despondent about it. But the reality is pre-orders are cut to order, right? I, I try to only place a, a quantity based on who has ordered this previously. So uh, our fan base has grown tremendously since these items were offered. I would argue, I think we're dealing with about three times the traffic and at least double the amount of purchasing customers as as I had in November of last year when the pre-order was up. So just doing simple arithmetic, I know there is no way near enough spare figures to even last one minute on the store. And so instead, what I'm going to do is do some giveaways where you can win both figures. I'll probably have one on Facebook and then I'll probably give away, you know, a, a handful of those two figures on Patreon, but I'm not going to give away these prizes to people who have already pre-ordered these figures. They're going to be relatively rare, hard to come by, so I want to do my best to spread them out to the people that, uh, you know, didn't have a shot or maybe weren't following us at the time. If there's a takeaway from this, uh, one, it's that I have no way of knowing what the demand is going to be for pre-order items, and I do my best to order accordingly. Uh, so your best bet, if you see a figure you want and there is a pre-order offered, is to gobble it up at that time. It is incredibly difficult to gamble and try to figure out what the right amount of figures is going to be when you get to that future release date. The other thing is, uh, you know, these are items that should have theoretically come out in January had the global pandemic not happened and all the disruptions to the supply chain. Uh, we are now in June. 
These figures are slated to sorry, arrive late June. Um, if these figures had arrived in January when I intended, we probably would have been a smaller... We would have been dealing with a, a smaller amount of demand. And I could have confidently sort of reconfigured things. Um, so that's the, that's the situation there. There will not be a public offering for Mustard Knight or Vector Death. Um, I do apologize. But again, these are pre-order items. And uh, in the future, I would say don't, don't hesitate if there's something you really want. So that puts the remaining items that will show up in the Subsidy Supply Drop public sale as, uh, let's see here, we got, we got Vice Radic, we got Vice Twins, Rift Killers, we have not Mustard Knight, as I've explained, uh, the Adjudicator Vector Jump, which I think has turned out really fantastic, and, and he will be available uh, in the public sale. Um, and then we have the Last Stand Desert Rat, which I think looks tremendously awesome. Could be the best paint deco that's been done on a figure so far. Uh, and then Spice Fleet Crew, which a lot of people slept on, but I thought it was important to do. This is a four-figure set. I have not revealed the fourth figure yet. I'm waiting on that one. It's really good. Uh, you will have a, a pretty fair shot at getting those guys. Now, all of these are not full-release quantities. There's going to be a lot of demand for these figures. Assuming we are still on for June 22nd, that Monday, same time as usual, 12 o'clock p.m., Assuming we're still on, and that's when the subsidy supply drop is, you need to show up on time, because these are going to go quick. Now, if I had to guess, if I had to wager, I think there's enough inventory for the first hour. I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of these SKUs are sold out pretty quickly thereafter. Um, this is going to be a hard-fought battle for a lot of people to get a hold of. So you gotta, you got to be sharp, you got to be on time. Assuming we still launch on the 22nd for the subsidy supply drop. Um, hopefully that gives you guys enough forewarning. I'm anticipating three sales. June, uh, Monday, June 8th will be Street Radic. Monday, June 15th is potentially another sale. Smaller, one to two items, possibly a Franken Slice. I may skip this item if shipping does not align accordingly. And then the tentative idea is for Monday the 22nd to have the Subsidy Supply Drop public sale. Um, that again will be Vice Rift Twins, Vice Radic, Adjudicator Vector Jump, Spice Fleet, and Last Stand Desert Rat. It does not include Mustard Classic Knight and Vector Death, which are not going to be offered publicly. So hopefully that gives you all the information you need. You can start saving or maybe trading or selling off some of your older knights. I think this is our battle plan, and we're going to move on with this. I would love to then take the week of the 29th off <laughs> and not do a sale and not fulfill anything. We'll see uh, if that's possible. That may lead us right into... Actually, you know what? I think this is how we're going to do it. We'll have, if everything 
aligns perfectly. We'll have the sale on the 22nd to bring us totally current with all pre-orders and everything else. And then the next jumping off point would likely be July 11th, which for those who remember, that was the date of Toy PizzaCon last year. Not the actual date, I believe it was on the 12th last year, but this is the Saturday, second Saturday in July. This will be our online Toy PizzaCon. I'm going to have special guests. I'm going to have a huge assortment of figures available in the store. It's all going to launch at the same time. There is no physical public Toy PizzaCon. I could not in good conscience put that event on. Um, so look forward to that. I think that will be our next big jumping off point. And I got some fantastic figures lined up. I got stuff that is going to surprise you. It's going to shock the shit out of you. It's really great. I think we might actually do a couple announcements. I think that would be in order. I'm going to have some really fantastic new projects to show you guys. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so one more time, countdown from the calendar. Monday the 8th, Street Radic public sale. Monday the 15th, possibly another sale of one or two secret items. Monday the 22nd, Subsidy Supply Drop Sale. This is also the week that all pre-orders will be fulfilled. So if you ordered back in November, that is the time when everything gets bundled up and sent out. If you have any address changes, email me immediately so I can make arrangements. Then I'm thinking I'll take a little vacation of the mind. And I'll come back July 11th for Toy Pizza Con, which is going to have multiple exclusive items on sale in our web store, as well as a live stream you can attend with special guests and special announcements. I'm going to show you things that have never before been shared. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to all this. Mark your calendars. Keep in mind all these dates can change based on the current situation in the world. And uh, I hope to see you there. Now I'm going to take a couple of questions from patrons. Didn't really have the time and space to do a full Q&A, so I wanted a couple softballs. Just to pass the time, I think it's good to talk with you guys. Keeps us both sharp and uh, keyed into this pursuit of ours. First up from Joe. So will Hackerman turn out to be a sweet, lovable monster like Mel Burke's version of Young Frankenstein? And does he have an abnormal brain? Um, Joe, I have to admit, embarrassingly, not seen Young Frankenstein. Uh, it it would play often in my house. My dad was a big Mel Brooks fan. I think Mel Brooks is pretty great. Um, but I was so young when it was on VHS, I was terrified of it. Even though it was a comedy, I found it very uh, scary. And to this day, I still have not seen it. But I think you're on to an interesting question here. Um, could Hackerman have anything redeemable about him? Could people be uh, adhered in a positive way to this character? All that's been shared so far is pretty terrible stuff. We're starting slowly to learn a little bit about his origin. Um, we've heard rumors about what they do, what they're used to enforce. Um, could he be lovable? I think that's an interesting question. I think, I had to guess, I think we're going to find out some dimensions of the Hacker Man personality when we get to Turbo Atoll. Eric Sorrells asks, do I fish? This is a great question. Uh, I used to fish quite a bit when I was a kid, 
uh, with my father. And uh, I have a lot of fond memories of doing it. My, my grand, both grandfathers, actually, now that I think about it, were all uh, amateur fishermen. So that was a pretty common thing. You know, I grew up in Connecticut, so New England is a great backdrop for outdoors things and uh, fishing, hiking, things like that. Um, I haven't done it in years, and I think I would really like to. So you may have inspired me to go check this out. Now, I would have to think about where would be best to do it. I have a tiny little stream, but uh, the only thing in there is is frogs and crawfish, which I, you know, I always fantasize in that when the next stage of the apocalypse hap happens, I may start boiling those up. We'll see. Um, but I think you've, uh, you flipped an interesting switch in my brain, and I might have to take this up as a hobby. I think it could be good. Matthew Paquette says, Molten Hackerman is described as the precious prototype of Marson, Dr. Silver, and Dr. Mad. Meat Ambassador is the third incarnation of Hackerman. I am not going to ask who the second incarnation is, because I doubt you can share that, but can you tell us when we might see V2 Hackerman, as well as figures for Dr. Silver, Dr. Mad, King, Kelvin, Sue? Um, nothing tickles me more than when people pay attention to the little bits of narrative and piece these things together. Um, it it makes me endlessly happy. I think that that makes me more proud than somebody doing a really cool custom build or, you know, fan art. I love when people pick up on this stuff. So thank you, Matthew, for finding those breadcrumbs. Um, the second incarnation of Hackerman is super important, super crucial. I can't, this can't be overstated enough. You're, we're going to meet him... Um, I don't want to like, I, I'm trying not to spoil anything or trip over my own words. Um, he may not be the next Hackerman released, but you're going to meet him soon. And he will arguably be the most pivotal Hackerman. Hopefully I haven't said too much. We'll see. Um, regarding figures for Dr. Silver, Dr. Mad, King Kelvin, uh... I'll show my hand here. Dr. Silver and Dr. Mad are happening. They're already planned. You will see those before the end of the year. Uh, King Kelvin, not going to be a figure, uh, at least in the immediate future. And you will understand exactly why when you read Turbo Atoll. Justin Doak asks, uh, any chance at temperature-sensitive color change figures? And then Eric Valverde, the human Wikipedia page for Distazapod. God bless you. Uh, answered in before I could that I had mentioned this in a previous episode. Um, it is a concept I really like. I don't have immediate plans for it. It is very expensive material to use. Um, so I, I would think, you know, within the next five years, yeah, there will be color temperature change figures. I, it's not in my immediate vicinity. But it's something I really love and I do want to see. Quentin Russo says, I love the new retro Boba Fett. Any chance we could see a similar color scheme? Um, as much as I like Boba Fett and I like that original Kenner color scheme, I'm completely uncompelled to do uh, an homage figure of that. However, if you're interested in that, Healy Made has essentially that for you. 
Um, I think that that's going to be a much more gratifying experience for you than uh, me trying to kind of, you know, uh, sort of begrudgingly do an homage. The other thing is, um, when it comes to homages for me, my mind has really been filled with all these new characters that I, I need to get out to you guys. And I'm finding that even though I, I do very little homage anyway, I'm having an even harder time dedicating any brain space to homages with so very much uh, at stake in terms of new characters. So it's something that's um, been very, very much on the back burner for me. But we'll see. Gordon McKinnon Hall, does Hackerman's Wrench have any special powers or uses? Um, I will give you my sort of preliminary thoughts with the understanding that this may change canonically to suit the story because this is not actually a an area I've given a great deal of thought to and I don't yet know if there are bigger implications for storytelling, which may, you know, need some retconning. But in a preliminary way, I, I, I imagine, one, that this wrench is utilized by other characters. So the wrench itself with its look is not necessarily unique or specific to Hackerman. There will be other characters that utilize this, like, for example, you know, if there's a sub-city maintenance worker, or just making that up on the spot, um, he could come with the wrench, and it would not be a sort of special Hackerman wrench, so to speak. So the wrench itself should be considered as sort of off-the-shelf, in-the-world-of-Knights-of-the-Slice item. But I did have an inkling of an idea that... The Hackerman wrench could be utilized to open any door. You know, it's a sort of universal crowbar or any electrical panel or or things like that. I think that would be a really neat kind of idea. But it, again, it's only been a, a seed of an seed of an idea. So that may change. I may go down different paths with this. Um, but a great question, nonetheless. Now, I do want to chart into more troubled waters here. and I do want to talk politics for a second. If you have felt completely exhausted by the state of the world and affairs, feel free to log off now. I, I don't blame you. And I actually think that taking in less opinions is a very good idea right now. So no harm, no foul. What we've seen, uh, especially this year, is a complete collapse of everything that we sort of knew and took for granted and assumed were structures in this world. And it is of no surprise we are having a really hard time understanding, processing, and knowing what to say or to think about this whole ordeal. We are sort of in the middle of history right now. This is a fluid quantum state. Um, we are, we are living it, you know, it is, I've actually, uh, I haven't been on Instagram all week. I checked out pretty early because it was getting really brutal, and really bad and really ugly on there. Uh, same with Twitter and everywhere else. I, I've, I've been in quite a cocoon and I'm trying to be on the internet way less and I'm trying to consume way less news. I try to limit myself to just a one hour sort of news update. I typically listen to David Pakman. I think he's good at, you know, jam-packing in 
the crucial stuff you need to know in a in a very sort of small package that is relatively untainted by the bigger corporate structure of our world. The only point I want to make here today is that there seems to be a focus on what other people, what everybody's online activity is and what hashtags they're using and whether or not they're posting, you know, donation receipts. And I have to tell you that the focus should be on the oppressors and not on each other's online activity. It is beyond stupid to sort of accuse people who share your political views of not doing enough online or not using the right hashtags or not reblogging the correct tweets. This is why we're in the problem we're in, because we have confused as a society posting and tweeting for political action. That is not political action. This is a time when political action is needed. The people in the streets are doing political action. Using a hashtag or calling out other people or, you know, accusing people of not supporting black-owned businesses or whatever this, this minutia is, that's not political action at all. If hashtags were political action, Trump would have been let out of the White House at gunpoint, you know, one or two months into his term. Why people are being so ratcheted up online with the vitriol is because we're all realizing how completely powerless we are in these situations. Actually, I would amend that. I would say we're all powerless with the exception of the people that are actually gathering en masse and using civil disobedience to push back. That is true political action. And if you cannot get out into the streets, there are plenty of ways to make monetary contributions to the people that are. I would like to encourage everybody to stop moralizing other people's online behavior and to actually support the causes that you care about. And you can't do that online. You can't do that on Twitter. Now, there are uses of social media. You can find out where people are gathering. You can reblog videos of problematic things. There's signal boosting. There's, you know, GoFundMes. These things are useful, but it's only useful to a point. There is no actual discord on these online platforms. I meant to say discourse. Sorry. <laughs> discord is a wonderful platform. Um, there, it, this is not talking. You know, tweeting at each other, leaving comments. Th- this doesn't solve anything. This doesn't do anything. This is an illusion. And we're so tied up with online activity, this, this sort of distraction and illusion, that it's only benefiting the people in power. This is where they want us. They want us focused in our homes, on Twitter, you know, stoking flame wars. They don't want us actually out there making a difference. To quote the great Matt Chrisman, observing events and sharing an opinion online is not politics. We need to all understand that, that this is, this is what they want, and it doesn't actually help the point. The one thing that you could do that would be super helpful is to delete your Facebook account and delete your Instagram account. Now, some people depend on their work and their livelihood. You know, they need those platforms in order to sell things, like myself. So, delete the account you have, 
start a brand new one, start from fresh. Don't add, you know, racist family members from your hometown. Don't add those people. Add as few people as possible. Give fake information so that these these big media companies don't have an accurate online imprint of you. Doing either of those two things is going to be much more helpful to whatever cause you may be supporting. I think there's also, there's a psychic damage cost that's incurred by exposing yourself to places like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook right now. Um, And it leaves you catatonic. It leaves you unable to take action. And this is a moment when action is definitely needed. I was watching Zardos last night, Sean Connery. What a what a tremendous movie that is, and not necessarily in a good way. But there's this one village where the apathetics live, and they're just sort of they're all hot young people in uh, knitwear and uh, gossamer sort of cloaks, and they're called the the apathetics, and they're completely comatose, and they just sort of hobble around and moan. And I couldn't help but thinking this was such a prescient critique of what people online are now. There is no power there. That's not where it resides. But we all think that, you know, by calling someone out or, or uh, you know, daring someone to name the, the, the five minority business owners that they frequent the most and tag them in a post or you'll put a gun in their mouth like that, they think that that is power or action or any of these things. It's not. It's it's completely insignificant. And it's exactly what the powers that be want you to be doing instead of joining the masses, joining the majority of people who sort of agree with what needs to be done. So that's really the only thing I wanted to say and the only thing I think I have to add to the conversation. I think it's okay to uh, limit your interaction with these platforms, I don't think you're doing much good. In fact, you're damaging yourself and you need to be sort of sharp and strong and steel-willed for what comes next because uh, it may have to get worse before it gets better. So for the sake of sort of mental hygiene and health, just it's okay to log off. You don't have to share an opinion. You don't have to give a take on any of this. You can certainly express grief or dismay, but, um, you know, that energy might be better focused in your local community, in organizing, in finding out what the people in your immediate vicinity need. And, uh, you know, I don't have any of the answers here. I'm just as bewildered as everybody else. But uh, I can say for me personally... Not being online has helped tremendously. And uh, I'll leave a couple links with some places that need donations that I think can make a difference to people's material reality. Not necessarily get them likes or reblogs, but get some key funds to people that need them. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done my best to sort of keep politics out of Knights of the Slice. Um, because I do think that this is an escape and a safe harbor for people that are being bombarded by these messages every single day. And, uh, you know, I just felt compelled to speak up today because 
I want you guys to be well and to be healthy. And um, I, you know, I also, this, <laughs> this obsession with brands and weighing in on issues doesn't fucking matter. I don't care where JetBlue stands regarding racism in the modern world. I don't care that Listerine has a, a, a rebranded glad rainbow wrapper. I don't think those things actually help anybody. It's just more fucking noise and distraction. And it's not part of the material reality of those suffering. So, uh, you know, you're not going to see a political statement from Toy Pizza or from myself. I'm just actually going to organize. I'm actually going to take political action. I'm actually going to make a difference. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to blog it because I don't need to. Uh, virtual signaling, virtue signaling is, it's just show. There's nothing there. It's unsubstantial. It might make you feel better in the sort of short short term, but it doesn't actually do anything. Focus on the material reality. Focus on how you can end suffering immediately. You don't need to post a screen cap of you doing that. In fact, you, you may sort of suck some of the power out by doing that. It's not anybody's business. Just, uh, Focus on the reality. And with that, the only thing left to say is be safe and pizza out.